Japan by River Cruise is made possible thanks to those who donate to the show at japanbyrivercruise.com and due to the generosity of our corporate sponsors. This is a public service announcement from the US Embassy of Japan, Mental Health Support and Outreach Program, in partnership with Starbucks. As the autumn leaves change colors and the wind gets colder, we're entering a season where it's easier to succumb to homesickness, sadness, disappointment, and grief. So here's an important reminder for all Western residents of Japan to help avoid that downward spiral before it begins. That drink, that cake, that pudding, that pie that you're about to buy, it might say pumpkin on the package, but it's going to taste like kabocha. So before you make that same mistake again this month, stop and remember that you're in Japan. Take a deep breath, put it back, and try some of these proactive steps instead. Ask for a care package from back home. Pick up the phone and reach out to a friend and take care of one another. And hey, go to Starbucks. The pumpkin pie there is real. Hello, Brian, and welcome back to Japan by River Cruise. I'm Bobby Judo. And I'm Ollie Horn. And joining us this week is Saku Yanagawa, a Japanese comedian performing English stand-up comedy in the U.S. Saku is the guy who helped us print out our Japanese River Cruise Podcast of the Year certificate. Saku, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. On this week's show, Japan reacts to the U.S. election, and some of it is hilarious, some of it is horrifying, and some of it is both. We'll talk to Saku about the reasons for Japan to take sides over Trump versus Biden, and what the fall of the American empire looks like through his eyes. Plus, Ali's got your weekly river cruise recommendation. Ali? Yes, this week's recommendation is the Safari Experience River Cruise in Gunma, which most passengers end up using just once to download Google Chrome. Also, it's that time of year where crowds flock to see the autumn leaves from the comfort of a riverboat, especially in the northern parts of Japan, which is exactly why river cruises, along with hostesses and foreigners, have made Hokkaido's list of groups to blame for its third corona wave. More on that later, but first, Soap Talk. Saku, can you believe it's been almost three years since you were my opening act at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, yeah. and now you're a headline act in America. My question to you is, how should I feel about that? Uh, well, you just <laughs> feel about me uh, being better in America than in the UK, for sure. <laughs> Really? I got excited when I heard you got to feel about me being better. I was like, I'm on board with this. I'm on board with this. Saku's performances are great. Yeah, I'm trying to be. <laughs> I mean, Saku's, Saku's good. I mean, Saku has got incredible <laughs> stage presence. But I mean, my, my recollection of your time in Edinburgh was uh, you had some incredibly good shows and shows when you were just really, really sad afterwards. Actually, uh, when I was in Edinburgh, I made it rule to drink Scotch whiskey. When I bombed, you know, right. The result was I kept drinking thirty days, you know, in row. <laughs> I was pretty drunk. You became a whiskey connoisseur. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, well, there's a story in the extras for those that are interested of um, of how Saku managed to start a show for me by uh, encouraging audience members to leave before I even uh, walked on stage. But we'll park that. I'm not that bitter about it. Overall, I think we had a very good time. You said that uh, you're better in the in the US than you are in the UK. Do you notice a difference between UK comedy audiences and US comedy audiences? Actually. I've been still thinking what's the difference. Of course, the humor is different, but somehow uh, U.S. audience accept me more than British people do somehow. Maybe the U.S. audience is a little bit friendlier to racist jokes about Mexicans. <laughs> you guys... That's different. Well, we said we wouldn't you're going to have to go to the extras to hear about that one. <laughs> <laughs> but I got dumped in a cornfield in Iowa when I bombed. You got dumped in a cornfield in Iowa? Yeah, I almost got dumped in a cornfield after the show. Oh, what? okay. I, sorry, I misinterpreted that as well. I, so you mean like after the show, they almost threw you into a cornfield? Yeah. I, I assumed like your girlfriend heard the show and was like, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to me, that sounded like the lyric of a country yeah. song. Dumped in a cornfield. <laughs> Yeah, the like show was so stuff. bad that my girlfriend drove me to a cornfield in Iowa and dumped me there. <laughs> <laughs> we were in New York. It was a long drive, but she was angry about how bad I was. We've mentioned this on the show before, but uh, you won a few years back. You won the Japanese Comedian of the Year Award, or Japan's Comedian oh, well of, done, the by the way. Round of the Year Award. Yeah, thank you. It's the very first, you know, I was the very first person who won. This you were the first prize. and only recipient and ever. And who, ga yeah. who gave you that award again? Uh, technically, myself. <laughs> <laughs> via, your, via your good friend. Ali and I were really yeah. insulted that we weren't considered for that award that you gave yourself. <laughs> <laughs> It was the, and it wasn't the Japanese comedian of the year. It was the Japan comedian yeah. of the year, which meant that strictly speaking, we would have we been were eligible. Yeah. Oh yeah. So do, do you want it? <laughs> <laughs> I can sign yeah. it. <laughs> can we have Japan podcast of the year? Oh yeah, yeah. As long as you can make mine it's the second. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's fine. So what, what was behind this? What made you give yourself that award? Actually, at that time, I was trying to get an artist visa for US. That was really, really hard. Uh, it's super tough, isn't it? You've got to just submit so much evidence. Right? We have to prove how good we are as an artist. Yeah. So, yeah. But, <laughs> and unfortunately, yeah. word got back to the Americans that you pissed off a load of Edinburgh folk with your Mexican <laughs> joke. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. But do they, they really <laughs> look for things like awards? They don't look for like work history or, or you know, tax statements or things like that? What do they consider? Uh, both, actually, because like uh, the great venue, uh, notable comedy clubs we performed or um, the award we got and yeah. everything. Yeah. So we have to get letters of recommendations from good people in the industry. Mm. Yeah. So. And you never asked me. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Awkward moment where Ali realizes he forgot to respond to an email. Um, but no, who needs Ali when you've got Dave Spector? Like you do, you do work with Dave Spector these days, don't you? Yeah, I did. Uh, he's from Chicago. Yeah. And I go to sushi restaurant once a week with his sister that's, in Chicago. That's amazing. Really? Dave Spector yeah. is like the OG foreign talent here in Japan. He's from the second city too. And he, uh, I actually own one of his joke books. 
Oh, really? Yeah, I learned some Japanese from it. Yeah. Um, it's, I threw it in terrible. the airport. Yeah, I threw it at, you know, on the plane. Well, what he did was he took old American like oral tradition jokes and just translated them into Japanese. You know, like like yeah, the yeah, one yeah. about like it was like a cultural book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? It's like it's like a book you'd find in an American's bathroom where it's just like a collection of loose jokes, like mm. you're two guys camping in the woods and one of them gets bit on the dick by a rattlesnake and they calls nine one one and says you have to suck the poison out and the guy says what they say and the other guy says well they said you're gonna die like it's it's just like jokes that everybody knows there's you you probably couldn't even pinpoint an origin for them and Dave Spector just translated a bunch of these into Japanese right exactly and that's why when I when I write down new jokes I always send it to Dave Spector and if he says oh it's a good joke I'll never use it. <laughs> <laughs> You got to be checking Japanese TV to make sure that he's not using them. He might be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I was, yeah, Dave Spector introduced me to Tokudane, like a Japanese big morning news show. Yeah, yeah. He, and he used my footage of the stage. Then I was the first person who said C word in the Japanese national television in the morning. What? Yeah. <laughs> Some, Did they know what that word was? I don't know. Probably director producer didn't know what it meant. Wow. Well, that's a claim to fame. Yeah, I was proud of myself. Yeah. By the way, I wrote a joke in homage to Dave Spector about Dave Spector in the style of Dave Spector, and sometimes did it on stage. Do you want to hear it, Saku? <laughs> yeah, please. Nihon no gaikokujin comedian ni wa Dave Spector nado gaimasu ga boku wa Dave janakute tada no debut yeah, I think he likes it. <laughs> That's Saku's nice way of telling you it's a terrible joke. <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, I gotta be nice. Um, but anyway, Saku, it worked. You are the first Japanese comedian mm -hmm. to get one of these entertainment visas. And you did it yeah, just at the wrong... Japan's comedian of the Japanese year. comedian of the year. But you did it just at the wrong moment. You <laughs> touched down and then they closed all the comedy clubs. Exactly. What's the plan now? Um, I've been trying to, you know, headline tour... Uh, you know, once COVID is fine, yeah. so I I get up on stage regularly. Uh, but the thing is, you know, Chicago shut down again because of pandemic. Yeah. So yeah, probably I'll post some footage of my stand-up for YouTube channel. Uh, great. I saw, uh, according to Trump, uh, the pandemic was a hoax, and once the election was over, uh, we weren't going to hear about it anymore. So why is everyone still pretending that they have it? Oh, I don't know. Trump is playing golf right now. <laughs> but actually, um, on Saturday, when uh, Biden got announced to win, Chicago was kind of, I don't know, festival. People, people got crazy. Like, people honked and uh, yeah. drunk. That was, like, crazy moment. Craziest moment I've ever seen in Chicago. Well, this is exactly what we're going to be talking about in the news today, because this is the news, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Trump's, Trump's gone, ding dong. Uh, so let's move right into the news. Bobby Judo, who's pretending he's won the election, please? <laughs> Uh, Trump is pretending that he's won the election, uh, and it's uh, on all the news stations here in Japan. Um, as an American in Japan, I'm really curious about Saku's perspective as a Japanese person in America. Saku, how have you been viewing the election? Um, actually, I have no right to vote, obviously. So, 
Um, my perspective is different from probably American people. I'm not red. I'm not blue. I think myself、uh, yellow. So, <laughs> right? <laughs> But yellow, red, blue can be anything. You know, what I'm talking about like you know. Yeah, yeah. We can create. Oh yeah, you mix、colors. those colors. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. So that's why I've I've been to.、Um, <laughs> Red state, blue state, and swing state,、mm-hmm. and talk talk about local people like why and how you support Trump, how you support Biden. Yeah, but that was a really interesting moment to talk about it. Especially, you know, some Japanese media、uh, make look Trump supporter stupid and racist, but sometimes it's not even true. Yeah, there's some they have some certain reasons to support Trump. So I wanted to ask them. So, as an immigrant in America, you must be aware that the narrative against Trump supporters is、mm-hmm. they're nationalists. They don't like immigrants. Yeah, exactly. Do you believe that to be true? Um, I have never experienced until February this year. I mean, when Corona came to America, because、mm. right people believed that it was like a China virus or like Asian virus. Yes. So when I well, that was perpetuated street, by Trump, wasn't it? The、uh, yeah. What, was he, it? what he did he call it? The, the China、uh, virus. virus. Yeah. China virus. I think、yeah. he should have called it yellow fever. <laughs> yellow fever. <laughs> that was me racking my brains for Trump having come up with something clever. Oh, the Chinese virus. <laughs>、um, very smart.、Exactly. Good branding. And so, what people mistakenly thought you were Chinese and, and it, said you were to blame? Because seriously, when I got up on stage in March in Chicago, one of the audience member yelled at me like, "Hey, Corona." Really?、Oof. They weren't just ordering another beer. Actually, he was drinking Heineken at that time. <laughs> <laughs>、so、I'm like, hey, waiter, please bring three Corona beer for that racist. <laughs> oh no way! Did you say that? Yeah, I did.、And、oh, who, good on you, man. And who pays? Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Trump supporters say, right? So, so、uh, you mentioned that the Japanese media tends to portray、uh, Trump supporters as racist or stupid. But、mm-hmm. um, I think Ali had a different perspective. Ali had kind of the sense that there was a more of a neutral portrayal, or there was more of a positive portrayal of Trump in the in the Japanese media. Yeah. So I mean, the sense I got from watching kind of news clips about Trump in Japan,、uh, and also the way that journalists reporting on、uh, the election was, I thought, slightly different to the to the way in which British journalists were portraying it. So, for example. You know, Trump saying that there was fraud in Pennsylvania, right? The BBC, when they ran that story, they said Trump alleges fraud without proof, whereas the Japanese media hasn't put the without proof part. They've just kind of reported that Trump alleges fraud, not really taking a hard line on kind of moderating his claims.、Mm. As far as I know from Japanese media, some Japanese people evaluate Trump because.、Uh, Economy,、mm. his、right. economic policy gets kind of positive impact for Japanese companies and enterprises because stock markets、right. are very closely linked in the ways that they move. So when the Dow、yeah. Jones is up, the Nikkei is up. Exactly. Yeah. Also, I think some of Japanese people are against Biden's like policy for China. So. This is something I've noticed that I kind of find contradictory because anytime I talk to people who are are Japanese and pro Trump, the reasons that I hear are they feel like one Trump will be tougher on China and Korea in economic terms. He'll he'll take a harder line and strike better business deals with them. 
um, that benefit Japan. And mm -hmm. Japan wants the U.S. to play kind of like an intermediate role and moderate and help Japan get a better economic position. But at the same time, they're afraid that Biden will start a war with China or Korea. And they think that Trump won't. So on one hand, they want Trump because they think he'll be harder on China and Korea. But on the other hand, they don't want somebody who's going to start a war. And I was actually on a TV show where the only reason that one of the commentators said they thought Trump would be better is because he wouldn't start a war and Biden would. But the reasoning behind that is, well, Biden would criticize China over their human rights violations and Biden would criticize China for their human rights violations or Biden would attack North Korea for their human rights violations. And Trump would never do that because Trump doesn't give a shit about human rights. <laughs> and that was the reasoning. And it's like, yes, we don't yeah, want war, true. but it's so sad that we're not going to have a war because we don't give a shit about human rights. That's kind of true. <laughs> yeah. Saki, do you get the impression that the coverage in Japan is nuanced enough to explain quite how mad the situation in America is? Well, I don't think, no. Most of Japanese people don't understand how mad American people were mm. about Trump. Right. Well, I, I remember getting really frustrated in the beginning of his presidency when it can't be helped because Japanese news only has a certain amount of time to devote to non-Japanese news. And so you can't mm. expect them to cover things as in-depth as they would in the U.S. But they would report on a fraction of the stupid stuff that Trump did or said or a fraction of the awful stuff. <laughs> or like Ali said, they wouldn't add in extra details like he said this, but it's not true. And part of that is because of their time constraints and their subject constraints. But part of it is also because I think they feel like they have to take the president of another country at their word and present them as is. So I got really frustrated with with how little information about Trump was was getting over. But I think I've noticed that after the election, there's a shift where they feel more comfortable portraying him in a negative light. Now they no longer have to respect the office of presidency. Yeah, now that he's on the outs. Yeah, that's true. But somehow, there are Japanese people who are like a QAnon and who are like, you know, proud boys somehow. <laughs> well, there's a huge link between like the uh, far right white supremacist movement and admiration for Japan. I think they, mm -hmm. they like each other because they both they both want racial homogeneity. Exactly. Yeah, that's a good point. So, Saku, imagining your life in America as someone that's just moved there. Do you think that a Biden presidency is going to change the quality of your life over a Trump presidency for the better, or do you just think it doesn't matter? Um, that's a good question, but uh, I don't need the health care <laughs> because I'm a healthy person so far. <laughs> and I can fly back to Japan. Well, they, they do um, say drinking scotch 30 days in a row is the best medicine. Oh, now, Bobon. <laughs> <laughs> Not scotch anymore. But, <laughs> but the thing is, uh, as a comedian... I cannot make fun of Trump anymore, make make jokes about Trump anymore. So that's kind of sad sad part. It, was there anything left to joke about? Was there anything funnier than the Four Seasons event? <laughs> well, I, I remember hearing all comedians kind of complain about how it was a blessing and a curse because it was just 
you expected it would be a treasure trove of stuff to work with, but you couldn't write anything more ridiculous than what he was actually doing. Mm. Right. And I think the Four Seasons story is just that perfect example of that wouldn't get past a writer's room because it's so improbable. It (laughs) makes absolutely no sense. Uh, And yet, you know, it happened. So I saw on Twitter that uh, there are Japanese right-wingers who are translating and retweeting the petitions to either redo the vote in the U.S. or just declare Trump the winner in the U.S. Did you guys see anything about this? Yeah, I did. There are some petitions that that anybody can make. Some of them are really poorly written, uh, but there are Japanese right-wingers who are translating these ridiculous uh, petition requests and getting Japanese people to sign them as well. Why Why do you think those factions uh, support Trump the way that they do? Yeah, why do they care? They're, I don't. I can say they're kind of nationalist, you know, mm. even in Japan, right? So they're like kind of pure blood. That's not good a word, but uh, I'm pretty sure... They want each country should be like pure blood only like in America. Yeah. America should have only white people, like just pure America. And Japan has only Japanese. Yeah. So th- that's why, you know, they kind of had have a sympathy. Nationalists respect nationalists. But mm-hmm. but it doesn't make any sense. Uh, one of the big issues is the whole Rachi Mondai problem. The whole uh, Japanese citizens mm-hmm. who were abducted by North Korea. And one of the things that Japanese mm-hmm. right-wingers really respond to about Trump is how when they said, we want you to say something to North Korea about the return of Japanese citizens, Trump was like, okay, I will. And then he did. But but how – I don't understand how, how they could believe that he really cares or that he would pursue that better than Biden would. Or what they thought of the idea of him being like Kim Jong Un and I fell in love. (laughs) (laughs) He said that. Good boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at least Trump can satisfy these people in Japan. You know that strategy was not that bad. Yeah. He he mentioned uh, something about Lachimondai in United Nations in his speech. So you know. Jap- some Japanese people kind of appreciate it. Oh, wow. The the president of the United States mentioned about it, you know, to the world. So he took it seriously. Well, he took it seriously, but I think there's an ample track record to show that he just says whatever the hell he thinks people will like him for in any given situation. Mm. So So he'll say that, but then he'll take a call from, you know, the president of Taiwan or he'll go to Kim Jong-un and tell Kim Jong-un what a great guy he is. He says whatever he wants. Is this stuff widely reported in Japan? The stuff about him having, I don't know, a Chinese bank account uh, or the stuff about him having paid off prostitutes. Like, Are those kind of like fringe, kind of non-political, but nevertheless relevant stories? Do they make the newspapers in Japan? I don't think so. Newspaper and TV didn't say anything about it. So and, and so, when Japanese people are building a picture of the of his character, mm-hmm. they're looking really at, at like his the decisions that are made within a political environment only. I think so. Japanese people didn't know like how racist he was, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, so that's why some people still don't know 
how mad American people are about it. I agree with that, but I do think there's been a shift since the election. Because I saw a TV show the other night that was covering it in a very, very detailed and very real way and explaining to, you know, the, the panel members on the show why the election happens the way it does, why Trump is complaining about counting late ballots, why Trump is complaining about fraud. And so a talent would like raise his hand and go, I saw that Trump said his son retweeted that they'd found all of these burned ballots. And the guy who was explaining was like, yes, that happened. And then they found out that those burned ballots were sample ballots that somebody had written in Trump on and printed out a whole bunch of them and strategically burned off the part that said sample. And the, the commentators were like, that almost sounds like it was done to drum up suspicion as part of a strategy and the guy explaining it was like yes it does doesn't it and then they <laughs> they were like well what's all the controversy about counting late votes and he was like well states have different rules for how long a ballot is allowed to take before it arrives even if it was stamped on election day and they showed like the different states and the range is like some states say they can arrive up to three days late some days some states say they can arrive up to 13 days late. And one of the Japanese comedians on the show was like, well, in Japan, we're used to mail coming the next day. Why would a state in state need to have two weeks for the mail to arrive? And the guy explaining it was like, because the Republicans mm. installed the postmaster general who tore out all of the mailboxes. <laughs> and they were like, that sounds intentional. <laughs> It, it sounds like they were kind of working out in real time. Yes. yes Hang yes. on a minute. Are they the bad guys? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it's good that these theories are getting airtime, but I guess now it's kind of too little too late. I mean, Trump, we hope, is just going to be a has-been character. Uh, I, I noticed Madame de Swords has already changed his uh, outfit to that of a golfer, which seems like a, a funny little uh, F.U., uh, Saku, could you imagine there being enough support for a Trump-like figure to win favor in Japan? That is to say, I know there are already politicians that think the way he does, but could there be support for someone that acts the way he does? I don't know. Like In Japan, if politicians have a certain character, especially people who are into some pop culture, People focus on that only that part. You know, people don't try to see the inside. You know, the true part mm. of the pol their policy. But for example, like you know, it reminds me of you know Abe did Mario in in Olympics. Yes. Yeah, and that's kind of all we now remember. It's like, oh, that that guy wasn't he the plumber? Rather than looking at all the policies which made life more difficult for women or uh, made things harder for migrants or. <laughs> Whatever. Because in these 20 years, the most popular Japanese prime minister was probably Junichiro Koizumi. Yeah. Do you, do you remember him? Because he liked, uh, he sang Elvis, Elvis Presley. Yeah, Elvis Presley stuff. Yeah. but And his wife was, was batshit crazy. Yeah, I felt so bad <laughs> when, when I saw the news program. I was like, oh, don't sing, you know. Yeah. Well, they really do respond more to these little entertaining tidbits more than they do the politics um, and I think that's been borne out by the fact that one of the most popular trending news stories this week is that there's a dude down in Kumamoto who's the mayor of some little town who the the reading of his name could be read Joe Biden yes I saw this <laughs> it's uh oh, wow. it's Ume uh -huh. Ume and Tambo 
I know Umeda. Umeda yeah, yeah, yeah. something. Umeda. Umeda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can read it Biden, and then his Biden. first name can yeah. be read Joe. And that's been like the biggest trending story of the week. Oh wow! Sounds like you know Obama City in Hukui Prefecture. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's an Obama in Miyazaki as well, and it got oh, really? like an incredible amount of tourism, and and they put like Obama caricatures on a bunch of their uh, on a bunch of their products uh, for a little while, which were surprisingly not as racist as I expected them to be. Well, if only the next American president can be called Olympic, then maybe all of that merchandise can be put to good use. Nah, nah. Um, <laughs> can you imagine that working the other way? Like some town in the deep south of America discovering that something sounds vaguely Japanese and them getting excited about it to the point that it becomes newsworthy. You know what would be really, really funny is if uh, former Prime Minister Abe became a Rencon farmer and then tried to sell his Rencon under the Abe brand in the deep south because they would read it as a Rencon. <laughs> Hey, thanks very much for listening to this episode 59 of Japan by River Cruise. If you're considering supporting us, it would be great if you could do so at buymeacoffee.com forward slash Japan by River Cruise. Plus, we've set up our mailing list now. We're going to send the first email out at the end of this month with a link to our special secret, special secret podcast. If that sounds intriguing, go to japanbyrivercruise.com and donate your email address. And thank you to our guest this week, Sakuya Nagawa. Saku, good luck with your life in America. I'm glad it's you that's there and not me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> tell us a little bit about your podcast. Okay, so you can you can go to Spotify. It's Saku's Radio from Chicago, uh, which is in Japanese. So it's going to be a good Japanese lesson. And of course, that is the podcast which came second in the 2020 Japan Podcast Awards. <laughs> True. Thanks, everybody. We will see you next week. <laughs>